Greetings, dears. Welcome back to our podcast, Open Mind. This is episode three. My name is Sharon, and I'm your hostess. Open Mind will explore the basics of different mental illnesses, how to help someone with it, and how to cope with it. In this episode, we will talk about depression. excited that you're here. In today's episode, we'll talk about what is depression, types of depression, symptoms, myths about depression, how to help someone with depression, and how to handle depression yourself. First up, we're going to be talking about the definition of depression. From a medical standpoint, depression is a mood disorder that is characterized by persistent feelings of sadness, emptiness, and a depressed mood. Depression is quite different in everyone and has a wide range. It can be very mild with a few periods of low moods to quite severe with lots of long-term symptoms that affect a person's everyday life. Depression can cause the person to be less interested in activities they found enjoyable or a loss of interest in those activities. Now we will be talking about types of depression and their symptoms. First up, MDD, um, which stands for Major Depressive Disorder, also known as Major Depression or Unipolar Depression. This type of depression is the one most people know about and the one they think about when they hear depression. Um, Symptoms include sadness or emptiness, loss of enjoyment and activities, changes in appetite, weight gain or weight loss, disturbed sleep such as too much or too little, fatigue, tiredness, loss of energy, irritability, physical disturbances such as headaches, stomach aches, body aches, and aches in general, feeling worthless, guilty, or pain, difficulty focusing, bad decision making, or difficulty doing so, thoughts about death and suicide, and planning and attempting suicide. Um, PDD stands for Persistent Depressive Disorder. Um, It has a lot of names under it such as High Functioning Depression, Smiling Depression, and Dysthymia. Um, This depression ranges from mild to severe as well, and periods of feeling depressed and having the symptoms usually last around two months. It's not as severe as MDD, but it's still long and persistent. Um, The symptoms include feelings of sadness, loss of interest and pleasure, anger and irritability, feelings of guilt, low self-esteem, difficulty falling or staying asleep, sleeping too much, feelings of hopelessness, fatigue and lack of energy, um, changes in appetite and trouble concentrating. One of the main things that makes this depression different is that, as stated in the names, the people who have it are still high-functioning, able to move on with work and life. They're persistent. Next up, atypical depression. This is when someone experiences the signs and symptoms of depression, but suddenly perks up at positive things, such as social events. This depression doesn't follow the typical process of depression, and it has a specific set of symptoms, such as overeating and weight gain, excessive sleep, fatigue, weakness, feelings of being burdened, having too much, or feeling weighed down, extremely sensitive in the face of rejection, and strongly reactive moods. Premenstrual dysphoric disorder, PMDD, and premenstrual symptom syndrome, PMS, um, are depression symptoms that you get before having your period. PMDD is very similar to PMS, but the symptoms are related to mood are much more severe. Um, PMS symptoms 
include irritability, fatigue, anxiety, moodiness, bloating, increased appetite, food cravings, aches, and breast tenderness, which is the stuff that we usually get during our period. And then PMDD symptoms include extreme fatigue, feelings of sadness and hopelessness, severe stress or anxiety, um, mood swings and lots of crying, irritability, difficulty concentrating, food cravings, and binging. So um, you can say that PMDD is like a more severe version of PMS. Depression in children and teens may interfere with schoolwork, social events, and activities and relationships. They may have trouble sleeping, lose their appetite, and have unexplained aches. Um, in order to be um, diagnosed with depression, you have to have at least five of these symptoms, but you should never self-diagnose. If you want to know if you have depression, it's best to check with your doctor. Next up, we're tackling symptoms of depression. The two core symptoms of depression are low mood and loss of interest in activities. In addition to those, people may experience changes in appetite, trouble sleeping, tiredness, feelings of guilt, trouble concentrating, or thoughts of death. Um, depressed mood is consistent with both major depression and persistent depressive disorder. In major depression, a person may feel depressed most of the day, and with children and teens, they may appear more irritable than sad. Decreased interest in the things that you used to enjoy is the second core symptom of MDD. Um, the physical aspect of this would be um, experiencing less joy from sensory pleasures, such as foods that you once really enjoyed now taste kind of bland. Social aspect would be experience decreased pleasure from social situations. For example, someone who used to love meeting up with their friends for brunch um, doesn't really like doing that anymore. Changes in appetite is another common side of depression. For some people, it means that you have the loss of appetite and you may have to force yourself to eat. Um, or maybe you don't have enough energy to prepare meals. Feelings of sadness or worthlessness can also lead to overeating. In these instances, food is being used as a coping mechanism. You may find that food elevates your mood, but when that temporary pleasure is gone, you reach for more food to suppress your feelings. Insomnia is very common, and it's estimated that about 80% of people with depression um, have insomnia. Um, in rare cases, though, people with depression may sleep too much. This happens more in younger people, such as teens. Sleep issues can both be a cause for depression and a symptom of depression. So improving your ability to sleep is important for making you feel better now and reducing your likelihood of a future depression relapse. Um, chronic feelings of fatigue can also be a persistent um, symptom of persistent depressive disorder and major depressive disorder. This loss of energy can make you feel tired most of the time and can interfere with your ability to function normally. Feelings of worthlessness or guilt. Um, depression really puts a negative spin on everything, including the way you see yourself. You may think of yourself as unappealing in unrealistic ways, such as feeling that you are worthless. You may also have trouble letting a past mistake go, and that makes you feel guilty. You might become preoccupied with these failures and believe that minor mistakes are proof of your failure. Um, an example of this would be a relationship that ended badly, um, and it could lead you to believe that you're the cause of a breakup, while potentially ignoring other issues in your relationship, such as an abusive partner or a poor communicator. Um, excessive and inappropriate guilt and feelings of worthlessness are a common symptom of MDD. 
In some cases, the feelings of guilt may be so severe that it leads to delusion, which is an inability to see things for what they really are, and therefore you start holding on to those false beliefs. Um, another symptom is difficulty concentrating. We see this in both MDD and PDD, um, and it involves the difficulty concentrating and making decisions. People with depression may recognize this in themselves, or others around them may notice that they're struggling to think clearly. Um, recurring thoughts of death or suicide. Um, recurring thoughts may go beyond the fear of dying, and it's associated with MDD. A person with um, major depression may think about suicide, make a suicide attempt, or create a specific plan to kill themselves. Psychomotor disturbance. Um, psychomotor skills are skills where movement and thinking are combined. Psychomotor agitation um, involves excessive motor activity, which is associated with a feeling of inner restlessness or tension. This activity is usually purposeless and repetitive and consists of behaviors such as pacing, fidgeting, hand wringing, and the inability to sit still. Psychomotor retardation is the exact opposite, and this involves slowed speech, slowed thinking, and body movements. Um, and this can mess up everyday life in many ways, such as signing your name to getting out of bed, or even keeping up in conversations. Um, I would like to mention that the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is always there for support and assistance, and you can get that from a trained counselor. Their phone number is one 800 273 8255. I will say that again. 1-800-273-8255. I know that if you go to their website, you can also chat with them through text. Um, however, if you or a loved one or someone is in immediate danger, you should call 911 first. And now it is time for our joke break. What kind of makeup do pirate ladies wear? Ship gloss. What language does a billboard speak? Sign language. What do you call four bullfighters in quicksand? Cuatro cinco. <laughs> now let's talk about myths about depression. First up, it's something you can get over. Having depression is not just a mood or something you can snap out of, and it doesn't mean that you're crazy or you're weak or useless. Depression is caused by a mix of things like chemical imbalances in your brain, trauma, or even substance abuse. You wouldn't tell someone with diabetes to just try harder to make more insulin, or someone with cancer to just snap out of the pain or stop acting out for attention. It's also a real disease that requires treatment. Second myth, depression is only mental. Depression may be characterized by many mental symptoms, however, it can also cause many physical symptoms, such as fatigue, head and body aches, digestive troubles, and other ones that we talked about beforehand. Depression can weaken the immune system and make the person more susceptible to getting sick. Random fun fact, a minute of laughter can boost your immune system for an hour, but a minute of anger can impair it for a day. Kind of cool, isn't it? Third myth, only women have depression. Absolutely anyone can get depression at any time. While women are twice as more likely to be diagnosed with depression versus men, it may be because women seek help more often than men do. Many kids with depression also go without diagnosis because adults don't recognize the signs, as they are much different from the ones adults experience. And last but not least, depression is untreatable. This one is completely untrue. In fact, quite the opposite. 
Depression is actually one of the most treatable mental illnesses, and about 80 to 90% of people respond to the treatment. And this treatment includes medication, therapy, self-care, and lifestyle changes, and is extremely effective. Now let's talk about how to help someone with depression. First things first, before you help someone with depression, you have to help yourself. Practice a little self-care. You can never help someone when you yourself aren't taken care of. When you're feeling beaten and sad, tired, stressed, and overwhelmed, it's hard to help anyone. You should regularly take time out to recharge. Don't ignore your feelings either. You should never allow your feelings to bottle up. Rather, you should be able to talk about them and release them in a healthy way. Depression is a demanding situation for everyone involved, and your feelings are absolutely valid. It's extremely helpful to find a support group, a counselor, or talk with a close friend. Another thing you can do is learn about depression. There are many great sources like verywellmind.com, all lowercase letters, and the National Helpline Database that give accurate and helpful information and facts on all aspects of depression and even other mental illnesses. Learning about depression and the facts and the myths will help you better understand them and depression. Now, you should always be supportive. One of the best things you could ever give anyone is a listening ear, a shoulder to cry on, or just your presence. It can really help so much. Be patient and let them know that you're there for them and that you care and love them. Remind them that depression is never their fault and they're not lazy, weak, or worthless. Another thing, don't take things personal. Depression can distort someone's thoughts and social skills. They may become withdrawn, shy, sullen, and angry. It's hard when someone with depression lashes out on you, but remember, it may not be related to you at all. You may have just been the nearest target and they don't know how to properly handle their feelings. If you really did do something wrong, sincerely apologize and make an effort to change that. If you didn't do anything, make sure to voice your feelings and concern in a healthy and non-judgmental way. Your feelings are absolutely valid. Now never blame or judge someone with depression. If someone can't do things that they used to do, like cleaning up or taking care of pets, it may feel like they're being lazy or unhelpful. When you get frustrated, try to remember that someone who is depressed isn't lazy, they're ill. Make sure not to blame yourself either, and never be afraid to ask for help. Another thing you want to do is offer hope. You always, always offer hope through their faith, their children, their pets, their family, or anything that they love and makes them want to keep living. Those are all good things. Know what matters to your loved one and find ways to remind them of it when they feel down and helpless. Make sure to remind yourself of these things too. Another thing you want to show is unconditional love. Depression can cause people to feel a deep sense of guilt and pain, causing them to hate themselves or even think that their loved ones would be better off without them. Regularly show them that you do love them no matter what. When you're frustrated, it's important to find help for yourself and practice self-care. This not only helps you, but sets a positive example for your loved one. So not only do you show unconditional love for them, you should show unconditional love for yourself as well. Some other do's that we should do is tell them that you care, ask how you can help, take care of tasks like chores or errands, offer to help them find help, express empathy and understanding, and be supportive. Now these are some of our don'ts. Don't tell them to try harder. Getting told to do better when you're already trying your best is crushing and makes you feel hopeless. No one can really control why, how, or when they get depression, and it's not just talking yourself out of it. Examples to avoid would be snap out of it or just try harder. 
You shouldn't be dismissive or dismiss their pain either. And don't compare pain as if it's a competition. It's not. That's just insensitive and rude. People with depression can't properly cope with inner feelings, and things that may seem small to you may be big to them. Examples to avoid would be, it can't be that bad. It could be worse. And you think you have it bad. Another thing not to do, don't shame them. It can seem like someone with depression is too caught up with themselves, but in reality, they do still care about others. Instead of assuming that they don't, or that they're just selfish, only fuels thoughts of guilt, anger, and shame. You're literally being really mean. Examples to avoid would be, you only think about yourself. Other people have problems too, and you're thinking too much about yourself. And lastly, we should always, always, always encourage them to talk to their doctor. Many people feel ashamed or negatively towards treatment. However, depression is treatable, and treatment is actually one of the most helpful things and most important things in recovering from depression. There's never, ever anything wrong with asking for help. Now let's talk about how to handle and get help for depression. First up, exercise. Research shows that physical activity can help and physical and mental symptoms. When you exercise, your body releases endorphins, which can boost your mood. It also keeps your body strong and helps your cardiovascular health, and it keeps you at a healthy weight. Creative outlets are also wonderful. You should continue with hobbies and activities that you enjoyed beforehand and set small milestones for yourself, such as finishing a portion of a creative project on a certain day, like getting the design down for a painting. Having a creative outlet can help symptoms and may even be a form of therapy or a new way to express your feelings. Keeping yourself engaged without the extra unneeded stress can be healthy and effective coping methods. Kids especially benefit from using creative expressions because it helps them communicate and understand feelings of depression. We talked about this next one before, self-care and connections. Depression can make it very hard to take care of yourself physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. It may feel extremely hard or even impossible, but making these small changes such as keeping your room tidy, taking the trash out, and preparing small meals can make depression more manageable. Depression is an isolating experience, so it's important to stay connected. Speaking of which, support teams and networks. For some, this may mean forging stronger ties with friends or family. Knowing you can count on a supportive loved one can go a long way towards improving your depression. For others, a depression support group may be the answer. It may involve a community group that meets in your area, or you might find an online support group who meets your needs. Now this is a big one, overcoming procrastination. Putting off things can really fuel depression and the feelings that come with it, such as guilt and stress. Managing your time, setting a schedule, and making a deadline can really help you. You should make short-term goals and get important things done first. Don't be afraid to work hard. This is one extremely good method. You can set a timer for 10 minutes of just straight working, no breaks. And then after that 10 minutes is done, set a timer for 10 minutes of a break, doing whatever you want. Repeat it until you get your work done. One amazing thing, wellness kits. This will hold a list of activities that can soothe and relax you when you need it, or um, a few objects that may help you when you're feeling stressed and down. You should make a list of things that you do when you're happy, or things that make you happy. Examples would be cuddling your pet, listening to your favorite music, taking a warm bath, or reading a good book. Then you can do these things whenever you're feeling pretty down. Last but not least, 
Set and keep a routine. When people feel down, they can get into poor sleep patterns, staying up late, and sleeping during the day. Try to get up at your normal time and stick to your routine as much as possible. Not having a routine can affect your eating, so try to carry on cooking and eating regular meals. So dears, in today's episode we covered what is depression, types of depression, symptoms, myths about depression, how to help someone with depression, and how to handle depression yourself. Thank you for listening and learning with me. I hope you got something out of this episode and maybe decide to do some research of your own. Farewell. Helplines I'm about to list are free, confidential, and are operated 24-7. If you need help, you shouldn't hesitate to ask for it. Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. You can call them at 1-800-662-4357. Again, 1-800-662-4357. National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. You can call them at 1-800-273-8255. Again, 1-800-273-8255. National Alliance on Mental Illness Helpline. You can call them at 1-800-950-6264. Again, 1-800-950-6264. National Eating Disorders Association Helpline. You can call them at 1-800-931-2237. Again, 1-800-931-2237. National Domestic Violence Hotline. You can call them at 1-800-799-7233. Again, 1-800-799-7233. 7233. You can also text them at 22522, love is, all caps. Again, you can text L-O-V-E-I-S, all capital letters, to 22522. Crisis text line, you can text them at 741741. Again, 741741.